Hello there and welcome back to the SWTVC podcast, the audio home of the SWTVC crew and the ongoing push for the continued existence, expansion, and success of the heritage scale of Star Wars collecting. I'm your host, Evan, and guess what? It's April already. The SWTVC March Madness bracket came to a close early last week, and it was a resounding success, in my humble opinion. Sure, it's not a sweeping voice for every single person who collects TVC figures, but hey, it was a pretty solid snapshot of the diversity of the fan base. With 64 characters from all reaches of the Star Wars universe, be they obscure background OT aliens or major players from new and current media that have yet to be represented in three and three quarter inch at all. Lots of great choices all around, some tight matchups, and most importantly, awesome discussion. In case you missed how it all shook out, I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to our very own John Lindquist for his breakdown and final thoughts on TVC March Madness. The SWTVC 2021 TVC March Madness has come to a close with Bogatan Kreese as the ultimate champion. She refused to take the Darksaber in the Mandalorian Season 2 finale since she thought she didn't earn it, but she definitely earned her place here. She previously appeared in Clone Wars and Rebels, but not until Season 4 both times, when the number of figures released for each show had dramatically decreased. Uh, she just received her first figures ever this year in other scales, including a Black Series 6-inch figure from her appearance in The Mandalorian, a rumored 2.5-inch Mission Fleet figure, and a Funko Pop based on her Clone Wars Season 7 look. She doesn't have a Lego minifigure at all, actually, and she's been a pretty glaring omission in the 3.75-inch line for nearly a decade now. She was the number one seed going into the brackets based on the top 25 most wanted figure submissions we received uh, from the fans that we used to build the bracket. And even when you split off the submissions that specified her Clone Wars look and counted those separately, she was still easily the number one pick going into the bracket. So it's not really a surprise that she won the bracket as well. One of the goals with this was to get people thinking and talking about their priorities for the line. Because now with over four decades of media, there's a lot to get to, and everyone might say something different. You know, you have the hashtag finish the 96 characters that we've discussed on the show and our Instagram page, and 11 of those made it onto the bracket, including Lobot, the Bespin Security Guard, Biker Scout, Luke Skywalker Tatooine, Hammerhead, Squidhead, EV-99, Princess Leia from A New Hope, Simalu the Imperial Dignitary, Ben Kenobi from A New Hope, and Bib Fortuna. You have new, never-before-made background original trilogy characters like Velkin Tazeri from the Skiff or the Tonica Sisters from the Cantina. You have pretty prominent characters that have already received 3.75-inch figures but haven't been included in the vintage collection, like Count Dooku or the Rebels crew. And you have a lot of characters from newer media, like Jedi Fallen Order and especially the Mandalorian. Um, in years past, 3.75-inch has had multiple lines running at once, but now there's just TVC, so it has to be all things to all fans. There's no line for the animated series, there's no line for the current movie, there's no line like Saga Legends for repacks. TVC is taking on all those different priorities. So it was interesting seeing all the conversations that the bracket uh, spawned. Some fans really advocate for one or the other. Uh, you know, some Facebook fans can't imagine that anybody would want anything outside of the original trilogy. And some Instagram fans are really focused on Clone Wars in particular. You kind of get to see the balancing act that Hasbro has to do to kind of please everyone. And we all have our wish lists. Obviously, no two are exactly the same. But if you look at a lot of lists like we did to build this bracket, you start to see recurring characters pretty easily. 
um, that a lot of people are agreeing on, and Bo-Katan being obviously the biggest example of that. So out of the 64 characters that we, you know, that appeared at the top of the lists that we used to build the bracket, 14 were from the original trilogy, 11 were finished the 96, the other two would be the ones that I mentioned, and then uh, the last one would be an update to Admiral Piet, who we last saw in 1998. 12 figures were from The Mandalorian, 10 characters were from the Clone Wars series, 8 characters were from Rebels, including the entire Ghost crew plus Thrawn and the Grand Inquisitor, 8 were from the Star Wars Story anthology films, so 5 for Rogue One and 3 for Solo, 6 were from the sequel trilogy, 3 were from Jedi Fallen Order, and 3 were from the prequel trilogy. So yeah, clearly, you know, there's support for a lot of characters from the entire saga, but... Uh, you know, The Mandalorian is, of course, very popular right now, and it's bringing in those fans from all eras of Star Wars, young and old, casual and hardcore. It's possible that going into it, Lucasfilm and Disney didn't know how popular The Mandalorian would be as a whole. Uh, it's the first Disney Plus flagship show. It's the first live action Star Wars show. So, you know, how many eyeballs were we going to get on this thing? Uh, we know that Hasbro was caught off guard with the success of the Razorcrest HasLab campaign. Because, you know, they didn't have many tiers ready to go. They thought it would max out probably around what the barge did. But, it, you know, it got three times more than that. I'm sure Hasbro's making boatloads of cash from Grogu merchandise. But, you know, they need to spread the love around a little bit more, especially in the vintage collection. In this bracket, as I said, 12 of the top 64 were from The Mandalorian. And almost all of them won their initial matchups. Aside from Cobb Vanth, who lost to the Jedi Temple Guard, and the Mithral, who lost to Grand Admiral Thrawn, who were worthy opponents in their own right. From there, those characters, when they advanced, they typically lost to other... They typically only lost if they were up against other characters from the Mandalorian, except for Finnick Shand, who just lost to a Mandalorian, Previsla. And, you know, because it's so hot right now, some people have called the Mandalorian characters guaranteed, or obvious, or no-brainers... And were upset with the outcomes of this exercise, or thought it held no value whatsoever, since this, for them, could have been an opportunity to bang the drum for more obscure characters and show Hasbro our support for those. In my opinion, we still don't have some of the most obvious choices from this series that, had this show come out a decade earlier, would have been guaranteed in the 3.75-inch line. You know, we don't have a Season 1 Grief Karga or a Paz Vizsla. We don't have a Blurg, a Speederbike repaint, and we're only finally getting IG-11 two years after his appearance on the show. We only have rumors of Quill, who was also very highly ranked, but we removed him because of those rumors. You know, we've been told by Hasbro that we'll get just about every character who interacts with the Razor Crest, only to them have them walk that back again. Which, you know, every character who interacts with the Razor Crest would probably sell well to go with the Razor Crest. So they seem like guarantees, but at this point, you know, love it or hate it, we don't have more than a handful of figures from the final film in the Skywalker Saga. We don't have any 3.75-inch figures from Jedi Fallen Order when we used to get entire sublines dedicated to video games. The Black Series is getting the entire Bad Batch in this year when their series debuts, but absolutely nothing for Vintage Collection. All of these, in my opinion, would have been guarantees in years past. Now, obviously, the 3.75-inch line has been in trouble in recent years, you know, between distribution, character selection, quality of the 5POA line, too many repacks, and entertainment that not everyone could agree on, etc., etc. The list goes on. Take your pick. Uh, obviously, fan choices shouldn't and don't dictate the line entirely. And there are budgetary concerns, tooling costs, 
licensor priorities, retailer questions, lots of other factors to consider in a giant corporation like Hasbro that we do not have any insight into, so we can only guess about. But they have an enormous hit on their hands right now with The Mandalorian. Toys in general are selling better than they have in years thanks to people staying home during the pandemic, and Hasbro's Star Wars toy sales in particular are up 70%, at least from Hasbro. New vintage collection figures are better than they've ever been in terms of quality. No one is denying that. But you can't walk into a store right now and buy a 3.75-inch Mando figure. You can barely pre-order them on fan channel shops because they're always selling out. So, you know, they have a great opportunity to bring new fans, new blood into the line. Uh, This is their biggest and best opportunity to do so in years after, you know, a few years of those issues, as I mentioned. So, you know, they got to make like the armorer and strike while the iron is hot. Because I personally think that the way for this line to be healthy and expand is to release the figures that fans are asking for while they're relevant in entertainment. Get out more of the heavy hitters, like the new amazing Boba Fett and Din Djarin figures. And then, once you've brought in new fans that way, they can go back and get into more of the obscure characters that we all love, that maybe drew us into the line as collectors, and fill out the world-building element of the line. Get those skiff guards, get those cantina aliens. You know, we have 64 great choices available for the Hasbro Star Wars team to take a look at on this bracket. Whether they won or whether they lost, the fact that they got there in the first place shows that they were wanted. So hopefully they take a look, and hopefully they can get those on the line over the next few years. I really want to thank everyone who participated and voted and shared these matchups, got the word out. I want to thank John Miko for posting these polls in the Facebook group, which led to a lot of interesting discussions on there. So be sure to check those out if you haven't to kind of see where people's heads are at with a lot of this stuff. I want to thank all the sites who wrote articles about this, retweeted, posted about this, helped people find these polls. I want to thank Tim from Bosk's Bounty and Victoria from the Vintage Collection Podcast for hosting some of us on your shows to discuss this. That was amazing. Thank you, guys. And I really want to thank the past and present members of the Hasbro Star Wars team who have had positive comments to say about all this, including Steve on Instagram and Emily on Facebook. Thank you, guys, for the hard work that you do and have done to make the Vintage Collection the fan favorite that it is. Uh, I'm really thrilled with how this bracket turned out overall. It was a lot of work, but it was also a lot of fun. And it was nice to, you know, be able to talk about everyone's priorities for this line. More participation can only make it better and give a clearer voice to what we want to see from Hasbro in the future. So here's hoping we can keep the noise up and get even more people on board next year. Uh, John can be found on Instagram as at The Vintage Concepts, where he does tons of great work on TVC cardback mockups for things we'd love to see. He was also the scorekeeper for the bracket and put together the glut of new images and materials for it every day during the March Madness stuff. So thank you again, John, for all of your hard work. Now, here's a new part of the show we're rolling out. Listener participation. This week, a couple members from the Heritage Council chat on Instagram reached out and submitted some little blurbs about TVC March Madness and some other thoughts as well. First up is Matt from at Twin Sons Collecting. Hi, guys. This is Matt from Twin Sons Collecting over on Instagram. That's at twin underscore sons underscore collecting underscore, except we've spelt sons with an O rather than a U uh, because it's an account shared by me and my brother, Chris. Uh, We've been collecting since the mid 90s and we've been going nonstop ever since, really, since the Power of the Force two days, really. Um, it was good to see how popular the March Madness bracket was on the SWTVC page. Uh, so congrats to everyone and well done for the hard work that went into that. I personally was really pleased to see Bo-Katan win because she won my personal bracket, whereas Chris's bracket ended up having Dryden Voss as his overall winner. 
think he'd very much like to see a bit more support for some of the films that have come out of where we're getting a bit farther away from now. So, you know, Solo has a bunch of characters that haven't yet been done in the three and three quarter line. Rogue One still has, you know, a couple of characters. We'd love to see General Merrick uh, in a blue X-Wing, really, in the TVC line. We think Hasbro could perhaps be a bit smarter with some of their repaints and repack choices. You know, you could get some decent kit bashes out, we think, rather than just repacking figures that a lot of hardcore collectors have seen again and again, really. Um, but overall, I mean, we just... I think like everyone would like to see a lot more releases um, throughout the year and, you know, supporting all the new media that's coming out. There's so many characters from The Mandalorian, which seems to be pretty much universally loved by fans all around. Um, but we have to admit that we are loving the quality of a lot of the new figures that have come out. Um, you know, that Beskar Mando looks incredible and we're really excited for Boba Fett um, to hit our shores over on the UK and uh, hopefully we will have him in our collection soon. Uh, but I just wanted to say a quick hello and keep up the great work with the SWTVC page. Love listening to the podcast and may the force be with you. Bye. Thank you, Matt. And thanks for being a great ally. We appreciate you and your brother's dedication and passion for TVC. If you aren't already following them, go show them some love. They do some great work over on Instagram and post lots of cool stuff. And plus, I'm a sucker for anyone who posts quality card back mock-ups for Wishlist Wednesday. Uh, next up is a familiar voice to the show, Finn of Findor Moon fame. Hey there, everybody. This is Finn from Findor Moon here on Instagram. Um, I wanted to chime in a little bit about uh, March Madness. I could not be more pleased with how uh, March Madness went, uh, our, our, our TVC March Madness. It was such a fun experience. Um, getting to go through every single day and vote in the polls and to get to see who the top 64 were. Um, I mean, I know that I'm not the one who had to sort all that information, so I might, I'm coming at this from a different perspective, but I just had so much fun, and I think that it was a really great way for us to, as a community, interact with each other and start meaningful dialogue about um, about these figures and about, um, like, who we want to see in the future and and what and and kind of delivering hand delivering this information to uh Hasbro um and I and the fact that Hasbro was following along in the bracket with us and that we were in contact with people at Hasbro during all of this um still absolutely blows my mind um so uh I I mean as, as far as the winner Bo-Katan um I'm honestly not surprised. She was number one uh, in the top 25 vote. So uh, it, it kind of seemed fitting that she would win the whole bracket. Um, although there were a lot, of, uh, a lot of figures and stuff that came out of nowhere. I mean, uh, I did not expect the Dark Trooper to go as far as he did. Uh, I did not expect, especially the Jedi Temple Guard to go as far as he did. I mean, just absolutely cleaning out some really big names in that list, but ultimately the the final four being Boba Fett, Bo-Katan, uh, Dark, the Dark Trooper, and um, Ahsoka. I, uh, I thought that was very fitting. I mean, there's so, there's so many amazing characters from this very new and current relevant uh, IP right now with, uh, with the Mandalorian and, um, you know, fans love it and they're, they're clamoring for more, 
more figures, especially the three in the three inch collectors, you know, the, the vintage collection uh collectors. I mean, we're we're starved for figures. I mean, we're starved for for merchandise from our favorite uh media. And um so I think that this was probably a very not only meaningful thing for the community as a whole, uh, as far as bonding together and, and getting to know one another and building connections and and starting those conversations with each other, but also it was meaningful as far as us really uh, delivering uh, a unified a unified front to Hasbro. I mean, uh, I think uh, I heard Evan say that there there were upwards of you know fifteen hundred people that were voting every single day. It and that's just Instagram. Uh, and then we also have our Facebook uh, friends over at the Vintage Collection Facebook group. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who uh, who are just just waiting for figures, <laughs> and uh, and that's all we want. You know, we we just want we want figures from the shows and movies that we love, and we want to have fun with it with that, and take pictures and do all that stuff, and add those to our collections. So I'm really hoping that going forward, uh, this makes a big difference. I think it will. I think that uh, that this that Hasbro is going to pay a lot of attention to this going forward. And I mean, we the top sixty four, we just gave them sixteen waves of figures uh, to choose from. So here's to hoping, crossing our fingers. Um, I think it's going to be a bright future. So uh, keep three seven five alive. Uh, balance the scales. Uh, finish the 96 and may the force be with you. Finn, you rock. We couldn't do it without you, man. Your enthusiasm and go-getter attitude has been instrumental in the all uh, SWTVC efforts, uh, especially with the March Madness stuff. Uh, we can't wait to have you back on the show. So listeners, seriously, go give him a follow on Instagram. Thank you again to those who submitted clips. And if any of you listening want to get in on the SWTVC podcast action, shoot me a message on either Instagram or Facebook. You can find me on Facebook as Evan Freeze. Uh, my profile photo, if it helps, is me drinking bleach and eating light bulbs, if that narrows it down. And on Instagram, I am at Mile High Ground. Uh, we'd love to feature more uh, voices from the community on the show. Uh, finally, I just want to wrap up this short episode with some minor housekeeping and stray thoughts. First off, I just want to echo the sentiments of John, Matt, and Finn and express my deepest gratitude and flattery for all the love and support we got for our little March Madness idea. I honestly had a blast with it and never in my wildest dreams did I think the Star Wars brand team at Hasbro would even see it, let alone keep track of it. Uh, Emily, if you ever listen to this, thank you for all your hard work. And shout out to Steve Evans for passing it along to them and being just an all-around great guy who's excited about toys. Uh, and yes, what John said, huge thank you uh, to all past and present members of the Star Wars brand team. While yes, many of us collectors can be a bit critical, grumpy, and fickle sometimes, we are in this hobby because we still love and care about and are excited by Star Wars figures. And we just hope that the passion is seen. Uh, we want Hasbro to succeed. We want to engage with them and we want them to get just as excited as us about things. So cheers to a brighter tomorrow and Let's hope that the list of 64 figures maybe helps uh, clarify some of the direction the team can head. 
Secondly, the last episode, we mentioned the Patreon. Well, since then, we've gotten a few patrons, and that has really helped lighten the financial burden from the SWTVC team significantly. We all do this on our own time while also juggling family, work, and all the in-between. It's a labor of love, and while we aren't in it for the money, it does make some things go a little easier. So huge shout-out to our patrons, you know who you are, uh, for being right there with us, and stay tuned for some exciting patron-only stuff coming next month in May. Lastly, sorry for the sporadic podcast release schedule lately, that's on me. March Madness really took it out of us. Uh, we're still working on uh, stuff behind the scenes every day, and we have a lot of awesome stuff planned uh, beginning next month in May. April will be kind of a slow month, so there won't be an episode next week, but there will be a great one that we've already recorded uh, coming the week after. Seriously, we appreciate each and every single one of you listening. All right, that's it for this episode. I promise. Kept it brief for you. As always, I am Evan of the SWTVC crew and podcast. And remember, keep 375 alive. Back TVC, balance the scales, Hasbro. Finish the 96, and may the force be with you. Mm-hmm.